Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and one of the Dadley boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW, Dynamite, pay-per-views, we have interviews, more roundtable discussions like this one, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestling culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick. And, sir, we are gathered here. We are socially distanced here today, for now at least, to talk about, I can't believe I'm about to say this, CM Punk making his wrestling return. Now, I will caveat this, as I often do, by saying we are recording this on Thursday afternoon, and it's going to go out around Saturday lunchtime. So things may have drastically changed in the interim. But... Michael Hamlet, first and foremost, tell me your reaction when this news broke last night on Twitter. Well, I couldn't get my breath back because I was just running so many victory laps from saying this all along. I always said CM Punk would return to wrestling. <laughs> um, I don't recall anybody else on the internet suggesting that CM Punk would one day be back. I don't remember anybody digging their heels in and stubbornly believing that point other than me. Um, see, what's happened is, Wilborn, like... In, the mic- in your hand, the microphone is a lovely hosting gig. In my hand, it's a pipe bam where I just steal <laughs> your bit. So, um, all cynicism aside and rage that you would be able to lord this over us for weeks on end. I was thrilled. I was absolutely thrilled. Um, I had about 15 ideas at once, which is why my Twitter became content spew for the better part of an hour as they all just fell out of my head in excitement. <laughs> it's So the whole thing, I'll be honest, felt triangulated. Um, as you say, we're recording this shortly after Dynamite, but before a weekend where news could break beyond anything we are going to say in this podcast. But there was a certain triangulation, it felt like, at play between the news of a potential Daniel Bryan signing and a potential CM Punk signing. And somebody asked me while Dynamite was on, on Twitter, who, like, would I be more excited about debuting suddenly? Would it be Punk or would it be Bryan? And everybody loves Daniel Bryan. Of course they do. Everybody loves him. And yet, my answer was CM Punk. That miserable bastard walked away... Here's my selfish, entitled wrestling take. Uh, I want you to sign my cup and poster at the airport so I can sell it on eBay. Uh, there, there's the guy that, like, he was talking about in that pipe bomb. 
that miserable bastard left a hole in my heart before I was ready for it. Mm. Like he did the best he could in that soul crushing environment. And he did it until he could do it no more. And I respect his being able to say enough, but me, the greedy consumer hadn't had enough. Mm. And I didn't know when enough was as a CM, like I liked CM Punk, but I wouldn't call myself, he wasn't like my favorite, favorite wrestler. I just thought it was a really important like part of a WWE that I was trying to like. And when he left, yes, it opened up the world for Daniel Bryan. Of course, it like changed WrestleMania so substantially that WWE finally had no choice but to go with Bryan at WrestleMania 30. But just as a bigger picture, I was angry. I was excited for Punk's interaction with so many of these new guys coming through NXT. The Shield feud, that was pretty much the last thing he did, was like a nice teaser of all that to come. I loved that whenever you'd get these bollocks in-ring segments with like so Triple H and Randy Orton and that you could rely on a CM Punk to be giggling in the background in a hoodie instead of wearing a suit and looking all serene and like forlorn. I just, I missed that rebellious spirit that I think CM Punk brought, even when his own spirit was crushed. So this possible return, and not just to WWE, but to AEW, is like every kind of thrilling. Honestly, we talked about this on the review podcast with Nick Gage. There's a thrill to that because it's like anybody, pick pick your favorite wrestler and there's a chance they might show up in AEW. CM Punk proves that surely to some sort of infinite end. There will be no wrestler that you can't name that could rock up in this promotion if CM Punk appears. Mm. He feels like a certain, a certain final destination for any speculation being referred to as fantasy booking. Like this is the end of fantasy booking of CM Punk. <laughs> horizon it's it's completed everything after that just becomes educated guesswork because CM Punk, <laughs> like he he was always the level and i it's just it's that kind of thrilling very very unique like brand of excitement that is exclusive to being a wrestling fan in 2021 it's exclusive to being a fan in 2021 when fans have come back and it's exclusive to being a fan in 2021 when fans have come back and there is an opposition to wwe it took an awful lot of circumstances for us to reach this point yeah just to, we should probably deal with the elephant in the room, seeing as I am Nostradamus. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, I was already celebrating that, that victory lap because technically, technically, I think you'll find on our reflections on our 2020 predictions video, which I openly admit, saying CM Punk was going to come out uh, number 30 in the 2020 Royal Rumble, <laughs> slightly missing the mark, granted, yeah, allow that. But ongoing global bastard, maybe it would have happened last year, blah, blah, blah. Technically, I said he would appear in a wrestling ring in 2021. And he did, I think, already, because he was on that Heels TV show. I've not watched it, but I've heard he was involved in it with Stephen Amell. So already won, but this obviously is slightly <laughs> different in terms of uh, yeah, uh, uh, correct prediction for me. In that video, uh, he I talked about the fact that he said there were two conditions for him returning to wrestling. And that is obviously just a boatload of money, which WWE and AEW has, and a storyline he would genuinely want to be a part of. Now, seven years has passed since, obviously, he walked out after the 2014 Royal Rumble. Um, and much has gone on, uh, not just in the world of wrestling, but for CM Punk, obviously. We had the, the Colt Cabana podcast. We had a fallout from the Colt Cabana podcast. We had his <laughs> stint in the UFC, which no doubt... We'll get into in potential dream matches and dream promo offs, uh, which we'll talk about. 
Uh, he's done movie stuff as well. He did stuff on backstage. He works for Fox, not WWE, blah, blah, blah. But why do you think, potentially at least, he could be returning now? Um, I think there feels like a certain thirst in the air, and I understand this completely, for performers in all genres to want to get back what the pandemic had taken away from them for the longest time and has maybe since given them a new appreciation for. Mm. Um, I don't think this is just isolated to pro wrestling. I think it's isolated to um, the music industry. At various points in my own pandemic sadness last year, I reached out to several of my favourite bands who have long since split up, if they were available on Twitter. I won't name any of them. Um, and I developed a bit of a reputation as the Gig Whisperer because suddenly there's been a few getting back together or do first album tours or anniversary tours or whatever. And if you were an artist and you knew there was an audience potentially out there that wanted to pay to see you do the thing that they loved you for when 16, 17 months made it appear as if that sort of thing would never happen again, it would give you the thirst, wouldn't it? It would give you the inclination. Everything you've just mentioned about CM Punk there was always about the money and always about the story. That's as well as maybe, but that was kind of a safe answer from what, about 2018, 2019 onwards, when he was doing little bits here and there for Starcade, you know, the you know the, the wraparound content for AEW and for All In and things like that. Um, it was an easy answer then because he could just hedge his bets a little bit. What if AEW had been a complete disaster and he'd hitched his, like, hitched himself to that early doors and then was associated with its failure or something like that? He didn't need the money and he didn't need the, I guess, the physical damage of returning to wrestling. So he just, he sat back and he waited and he watched. AW has only gone from strength to strength ever since then. He has, for the most part, not been able to do, I guess, the other outside of wrestling things he was interested in. And crowds are back and money is available. And AW have, have kind of now got two years of, television pedigree it suggests that they will look after the story and they will look after the performer and they will protect that character's best interests so if all of that was true i want cash and i want good creative they've probably arrived at his door with an offer that feels real because mm. they've said well just watch our show to see how good your creative would be and here's your check here's the amount of zeros on or whatever it just feels like i don't think he was telling the whole truth which why would you you've got to kind of keep some cards close to your vest but um, the things that he did talk openly about have now probably been comfortably addressed by AEW. So it just feels, as they head back to Chicago, which was always a home base for them, that in itself feels like an easy win. It's got to be good for the ego, hasn't it? It's got to placate a wrestler vanity to know that your hometown will be hanging on everybody's word, hoping that the next name out of their mouth is CM Punk. Yeah. Um, I always thought when he was talking about this that, it was sort of a, a false summit, the money thing. I always thought that in reality, it's a story he wants. Because like you say, he doesn't need it. Uh, he and his wife, he's he's effectively Mr. AJ Lee because AJ was doing such great stuff uh, outside of wrestling as well that yeah, they, they ain't struggling, it's fair to say, regardless of his uh, foray, let's say, into, into cage fighting. They ain't, they ain't struggling. They've obviously been, they benefited off the back of that as well. Um, because I remember, was it five-star wrestling? You were like, we're going to give you a million quid. And he was like, oh, yeah, but yeah. also, I uh, don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was bizarre. That was yeah. a surreal story. And, you know, I think 
um, that is why. So this story was reported. Remind me again, was it Sean Rossap? Yes, Sean Rossap fight through through fight for select. Um, reporting the story, every mention of CM Punk is something we remember. There's not many of them. And whether it be through the Cabana case or whether it be through that five-star wrestling story, um, his value has remained high enough that he is always a talking point. And I, the reason this feels so real is because I don't think Sean Rossap would have felt confident to attach his name to this had he not been able to somehow corroborate it. If the story goes absolutely nowhere and talk of CM Punk sinks below the surface yet again, it will do damage to the very, very strong reputation of Sean Rossap, won't it? Mm. So I think there's really, really feel, the feels reason for there to be uh, plenty of smoke, uh, plenty of fire, with, I've absolutely bodged that completely. What I'm saying is, I think <laughs> it's true. I think it's absolutely true because I just don't think at this point anybody would stake their journalistic reputations on a CM Punk story, mm. lest it feel like empty speculation. Now, we are assuming he's he's going to, to AEW and this you know may well be already sort of old news by the time this podcast comes out. But the way Sean Rossap, you know, worded this is he said that, you know, the logical, the most obvious thing that you could expect uh, is the most realistic destination right now is, is AEW. But in-ring wrestling return doesn't automatically rule out WWE, does it? And with this news bouncing around, you'll bet your bottom dollar that they are suddenly very bothered about having CM Punk back in WWE. Is there any chance? What, what would WWE have to do almost to bring him back? I mean, yeah, I have absolutely no doubt the nature of the wrestling beast will make it that this story breaking will have just upped CM Punk's value to WWE exponentially. There will be a call on his phone today, if not, if it's not already happened, that says WWE. But I mean, again, this is only, this is that empty speculation I'm talking about, the sort of thing that Sean Rossap wouldn't do. So take this with a pinch of whatever, because this is just my personal view. Even if CM Punk goes to, um, Stamford, Connecticut, and takes a meeting, right? Bear in mind, let's let's assume that he's met with AEW or he's at least had phone conversations or whatever with Tony Khan or Cody or the Young Bucks or whomever, and there is something very appealing on the table to an audience that would adore him with a bunch of wrestlers that he would probably really get his kicks out of working with. There was a tweet a little while ago where he name-checked several of them, Jungle Boy and Darby Allen were two that spring mm-hmm. to mind, Powerhouse Hobbs, another, I think, of people he would love to work with. Contrast that with him going to meet at Titan Tower with Triple H, <laughs> who says, uh, hey, Punk, we'd, uh, we'd love to have you back. I think me and you could do great business at uh, WrestleMania. And we'll talk about uh, who's going to get the win this time. But you sign on the dotted line, and I think I think it's going to be a good day for the straight-edge society. And then cut to your pedigree victory. <laughs> um, the guy they kind of had to force an online, an on-screen feud with because he'd ethered him so much in their in like in the original pipe bomb stuff. John Laurinaitis is back in the same spot he was in when Punk was livid with him last time. And at the last minute of this meeting, where CM Punk is meeting with people that he just has no respect for, Vincent Mann walks in the door, says, where the hell have you been? And then walks back out again, like he did for the SmackDown <laughs> audience. It's not exactly the most appealing pitch in comparison to let's pretend with an identical amount of money mm. an AW one, is it? it? It doesn't, 
feel speculatively like something. It depends as well. Like we don't know Punk's financial situation. Does he have the financial independence to just flat out say no with a big grin on his face to WWE while entertaining an offer from AEW? You know, we don't know. It would be professional, I guess, to listen to what they have to say, but it's very hard to imagine that like one stands a chance of competing with the other. I don't know. Never say never in wrestling, ever. But it just doesn't seem like WWE can put forth the package that AEW would be able to. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? A try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Let's talk about him in AEW then, because, you know, people have speculated and we'll talk about dream matches in due course and when he may make that return, which sort of alluded to when we expect that could possibly happen. But some people I saw on online immediately were like, well, yeah, good luck with CM Punk, 42 years old and all that. But let's not forget, he hasn't wrestled in seven years. He had two fights in the UFC, which he lost comprehensively, but he didn't take brutal damage. Let's be perfectly honest. I've seen a lot worse as a UFC fan over the years. And for all people saying, 42, he's past it. AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley seem to be doing all right for themselves, don't they? Yeah. um, This is another thing about age and wrestling. And for one, there's no exact science to it anyway. Um, For another, I feel like we've talked about this a lot over the, the years on a variety of different subjects. It's not that your age ain't nothing but a number, but if you're physically good to go, then your TV age is as relevant as anything else. And CM Punk has had seven years away from screens. So what do you say, 42? I think so, yeah. Is the moment. You can as good as deduct about five of those if you discount the odd appearances he's done here and there. So it puts him at about 37 in television years. The guy that left the Royal Rumble was 35. 
and it doesn't feel like he's really as a wrestler aged much ever since then. You know, he's not aged in any of our hearts. You would imagine the same punk that came back would be the same punk that walked away. That's mm. like, it's sometimes, to be honest, the cruelty of wrestling. But I think in this case, it's ideal because it's the exact manifestation of the guy you want to see, not an older guy, not somebody with different tattoos or different hairs or an off-putting wrinkle. One of them unfortunate aesthetic changes that kind of forces you to adjust your perception of the wrestler that, uh, like, you know, you've kind of forgotten about all those years earlier. It's not frigging Jake Roberts coming back, you know? It's a CM Punk <laughs> that's probably be able to recover his body and keep fit. I just, I, I like, that's not something I like. Hold it. I, to be honest as well, I don't always let it hold too much stock in WWE. Mm. Damien Priest, Damien Priest gets a lot of pelters because it's quite funny to say the youngster is 39 years old. That's funny. But the reality is, in terms of the main roster, that character is six months old. Mm. Like, he's barely had any feuds. Most of the things he does is brand new. It doesn't matter particularly if he's 39 or 29. If he can give you five good years, mm. then, like, that age really is certainly not in the 30s and 40s. Maybe different when you get into the 50s and 60s, obviously, because mm. of wear and tear and how much the wrestlers want to do it and their outside interests and stuff. But, yeah, not. I, I just don't think it's a consideration. I really don't. Uh before we get on to, to sort of dream matches and, and what he could do in AEW, I'm going to ask this as well in, in my podcast, which should be out tomorrow, barring any major news developments ahead of the weekend uh, regarding Daniel Bryan and AEW with Michael Sidgwick. Is this akin to, to Hogan going to WCW for the for these two? Um, sort of. I think, um, you know, there weren't always as has sadly been the case with, you know, your favourite pro wrestlers, pick them of every era. But it brings me no joy to say that Bret Hart wasn't an obvious box office needle mover, despite the contribu- the vital contributions to the company. Mm. Um, in the very short term, I think it would have the same effect as Hogan and WCW, because I would expect, if promoted effectively, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan on a dynamite to do, like, around the one and a half to two million viewers. I think you'd get that straight away. Um, I think you could sell a record number of pay-per-views promoting the CM Punk fight. I think you could um, convince people to buy the replay of All Out if he debuted there, shockingly. I think you could sell tickets off the back of a promised CM Punk appearance. So early doors, absolutely transformative effect. And then it's what happens with that transformative effect, isn't it? It's what happens how long before the perception becomes the reality and somewhere looks like the big leagues. I don't think that Brian and Punk are... If, if you don't want to see AEW as a big league organisation, I don't think Brian and Punk are going to change your mind. But they may capture the interest of a channel hopper. Mm. And in this era of fragmented content where you can barely even watch the thing you're watching without having a little look at your phone at the same time, that's pretty valuable. You know, mm. like that is genuinely valuable. It's... It's becoming a less. It's becoming a weaker take by the by the week with some of Jim Ross's bad calls. But that was the rationale with Jim Ross, wasn't it? Yeah. Like his voice was going to be there virtually all the time, and who knows who might look up from the other thing they're doing and be like, "Ah, oh, it's Jim Ross. That's the wrestling. I remember the wrestling. Hmm. Oh, look, it's Chris Jericho." You know, like theoretically, yeah. that was the rationale. Punk and Brian absolutely fall into that category and booked well and booked with commitment. Uh, with things like local markets to where they go down really well in front of hot crowds. So it could be mega effective. It could be super effective. 
It's another, like, it's another, they'd certainly hold them up to, like, the next level on whatever this mythical mainstream hierarchy, wherever they are now, it would be a, it would be a bump. I'm not saying it would be this, like, huge, right, they're as big as WWE now, but I think perception-wise, they could really start approaching that conversation. Absolutely. Um, let's talk, I will get, like, I need to get to your dream match pitches in, in, <laughs> in a second, but before that, let's talk about when he could appear in a ring. Uh, and like you say, we're all assuming, I think quite rightly, uh, that it could well be all out. AW's next proper pay-per-view goes down September 5th in Chicago, Illinois, of all places, in the, I think it's called the Now Arena. Yes, there we go. Now, I will point out at time of recording, because I think it was someone tweeted saying, well, if he doesn't show up at All Out, people are going to be pissed. And Sean Rossat was like, uh, just to clarify, I never actually said he'd show up anywhere, especially not at a specific pay-per-view or anything like that. But AW got, like, if he does go to AW, let's just say for argument's sake uh, to, to book this, if he does go to AW, there's quite a few opportunities. It's not like it's All Out or Bust, is it? Now, obviously, contract, contractual you know, negotiations, he's, it's not like... I think Brian is far closer to being unveiled, for example, than, than CM Punk. You've got All Out. You've got the Big Arthur Ashe show in, in New York, of course. You've got the debut of AW Rampage. And wasn't Punk on the debut of Main Event, if I'm not mistaken? Like, is it as straightforward as, as saying, yeah, it's going to be All Out or it's not going to be anything? Or... AW, like you look at some like Malachi Black, they can just pull stuff from out of nowhere sometimes, can't they? And and that's maybe the beauty of it all. Also, yeah. if Colt Cabana stood in the middle of the ring it all out, then then yeah, I put all my money on. Like <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's more of a it's more of an interesting conversation to think, well, maybe it's not gonna be all out. For one, um there is a problem that I've not seen raised much online that worries me and troubles me a little bit about All Out. If CM Punk debuts at All Out, and I understand why people have jumped to that conclusion, CM Punk debuts at All Out, that is the story of All Out. And what else is potentially going to be happening at All Out? Yeah. Hangman Page, Hangman Page is potentially going to be winning the World Heavyweight title from Kenny Omega. Maybe, maybe. But what's the story of CM Punk debuts? It's, it's CM Punk's debut. It's not anything to do with the existing roster. It's not anything to do with the titles changing hands. Go on, you've got a look on your face. Well, just I just thought the, the perfect, and I'm, I'm treading all over your toes, I do apologise here, uh, of Hangman Page wins, big champagne, whiskey, beer celebration in the middle yeah. of the ring, and straight edge boy comes down to, to knock all that. Looks at it all in total disgust, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's cool, it is cool, but like that becomes the story, doesn't it? Hangman Page almost loses his moment. Loses his moment. However, and I think this is where you can have both. I think this is where you can have your straight-edged cake and eat it too. Um, AEW have got, I could be wrong about this. I think I might have added one show here. Dynamite, Rampage, All Out, Dynamite in Chicago. It's kind of a WrestleMania revive that way. I think, I think. It's at least three shows. If you were super clever and you do a Malachi Black type deal on say the dynamite and then on rampage where he just oh my god it's CM Punk he's in Chicago what does he want and then on rampage you say CM Punk will be at all out 
So you've given more people another reason to buy the pay-per-view. Hangman Page remains the story. CM Punk remains the draw. And you've got the best of everything. Yeah. For it, like, I, and if you even need to, you're flogging more tickets, aren't you? Yeah. Because the buzz, the hype, the everything would be absolutely enormous. So they could be creative in that regard. Arthur Ashe was another thing you mentioned. We've been kind of talking about this for weeks. We, uh, we've just had the second week of Fight Fest. We're about to have Fight for the Fallen. Arthur Ashe is to come. There's a pay-per-view, a small matter of a pay-per-view, a small matter of a brand new show debut on television. AEW have had all these things that need filling with loads of big stuff, loads of marquee wrestling, and they're doing it. It's really impressive that they're doing it, they're managing it, but it doesn't hurt to have a CM Punk in your back pocket for one of those. So yes, like I love the idea of Arthur Ashe as well. Um, they are, yes, it wouldn't be in, again, in Chicago, but you could get the noise of a Chicago debut Again, at a TV taping, for example, at which point he says, and next week on Dynamite in, I don't know, Bumsville, Oklahoma, <laughs> I'm going to be there in person to explain why I chose AEW. It's going to sell the bills now, isn't it? Mm. It's like, it's, I understand and love like the need for a surprise as much in wrestling as much as anything. I, I get it. I get it. There are ways for you to get both out of this. And I like, I really hope they do. I hope you get the absolute, like, jump out of your chair at daft o'clock in the morning, surprise reaction of a CM Punk landing in AEW. But I genuinely think there's a way to make the best of him at All Out without inadvertently killing the moment. The other option, of course, is, and we have tiptoed around this, Hangman Page loses to Kenny Omega <laughs> at All Out. And then Punk debuts. What that is doing is elongating the Hangman Page redemption arc, but it is immediately putting Kenny Omega on notice that the best in the world has arrived and he's got one eye on the title. Um, you know, it's, it's all sorts. It's, there's a lot of ways they can do it and how could we not trust them to get it right? Mm. Or it could be. Similar. Oh no! Wait a minute! Oh no! Wait a minute! It's debuts. They could get it horribly, horribly wrong, couldn't they? <laughs> but like, but Punk again. Punk has always feels like the outlier. I just, just want to reiterate a point. I'm going to never actually drop this through line. Are you regretting calling it Rampage and not AW Fuse for the pipe bomb? Now, just, a, just a thought. <laughs> um, oh, that would have been so Right, let, let's have it then. Dream matches. Obviously, we, we're mainly going to focus on AW here, but I've no doubt just to quickly cover it off. A CM Punk versus Roman Reigns in the streak that he's on right now match would be sensational. But yeah, you talked about the fact that you moment you saw this, you were booking fantasy matches on Twitter, etc. And, and everyone has been. What are some dream matches you'd like to see for CM Punk if he does step back between those ropes? This sort of feels like superfluous podcast content at this point because it has just filled the timelines, hasn't it? But we've got to go obvious. CM Punk versus Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> CM Punk versus the versus the Big Show, CM Punk versus Billy Gunn, CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes. Like, why would you not now? Of course, I'm being ridiculous. Um, yeah, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, the two biggest stars in the in the hottest feud, would also have massive star-laden hot feuds with CM Punk. It kind of goes without saying on both counts. Omega and Punk is a wrestling dream match, of mm -hmm. which there are very few that exist. Two that have both been considered and called the best in the world. Two kind of like iconoclastic figures. 
Punk and Hangman Page is delicious because of the characteristics of the men themselves. Punk and Cody, although I included him in the sarcastic list, offers something brand new because, and I, like anyone that has the misfortune of accidentally hitting follow on my Twitter account would have noticed this yesterday. Cody Rhodes has done what the pipe bomb set out to do in WWE. He just went and found a way to form a company instead. And it's amazing that Brian and Punk, the wrestlers that were the only ones from within that were trying to like restore that vision could potentially be signing at the same time in Cody's company. But it's a pretty cool way to turn Cody heel of having Punk come back and saying, oh, yeah, nice, nice to have you here. You didn't quite get it done, did you? Look at, look at all I've done. And finally let Cody just like turn that arrogance up. The, the arrogance that he constantly keeps balanced with that earnest baby face glint in his eye hmm. just suddenly becomes a eh, pretty big response from these guys. You're welcome. You know, <laughs> just some, like, and then they're off to the races. That's a different dynamic then, isn't it? Like it's just that, that sort of Cody and I think punk dynamic would be fantastic. Um, What's AEW? It's only the uh, the company that over the limit could have been. That's why I want to <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Uh, another obvious one is, of course, and I mean, it's an open, straight edge goal Punk and Darby Allen. Punk and Darby Allen. Punk as a heel, go to sleep, sting. It sets up a match with Darby Allen. Punk and Darby Allen. Punk and Jungle Boy. Punk and. Um, Sammy Guevara, Punk actually doing Chris Jericho's podcast and saying there was a reason why I wouldn't speak to you all those years ago, you goddamn clout-grabbing rock star, but I'm here now. I'm just going to say it. I don't care if it's the worst match AEW has ever put on. The promos will be worth it. The first person who needs to respond to CM Punk has to be my best friend, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who could actually get some MMA-based patter over rather than Steph going, ooh, he didn't last very long, did he, in the UFC? Because <laughs> just, yeah, oh, oh, please, please. And as well, and this isn't my fantasy booking, but God, I wished it was. Um, it was all out there yesterday. My thirst for a single backstage moment and I mean, I will literally take, oh, how have you been? Yeah, good. As CM Punk passes Serena Deeb in a corridor, I would be left a pool of my own detritus <laughs> should that occur. And that's without putting Punk with the Good Brothers as a trio <laughs> to have the gallows reunion, because that's going to be more brothery. Aye, the little moment of... Oh, how are you doing? And Serena Deeb just replies, "Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the best in the world. How are you doing?" <laughs> and then she just walks back off down the corridor. Like it's just, yeah. And it's, it's the thing is, this is why we keep going back to, you know, we can't rule out WWE. Well, we can because it's either all of everything I've just said or Kane. So <laughs> <laughs> your choice. Oh God, yeah. We've gone this far. We might as well go, ironically, all in. We talked about Brian, or we've read about Brian, wanting to sign with AEW because of the, certainly, ease compared to WWE of working with New Japan. Could we get Punk versus Kazuchika Okada, for example? 
Oh, Jesus Christ, of course we could. Nick Gage is fighting Chris Jericho, Will Bond. Yeah, who do you want? Like, do you want Punk Tanahashi? Do you want Punk Ishii? You know, do you want Punk to work a G1 if he's paid well enough? Do you want Punk versus Tori Yano? Punk versus Jay White? I do want Almost like, sounds, feels like, feels like I'm arranging a list of 10. Somebody should really start a website where we can collate some of them. But like, it just, I, to friggin, it's a straight edge buffet. Treat yourself. It is honestly mouthwatering. And and let's not forget, we dismissed WWE. And I said, you know, obviously Punk versus versus Reigns. <laughs> I'd be very WWE to sign him and then go, right, go and learn how to wrestle again down in the next team. But if they did that, <laughs> there could be some, you know, seven star matches down there. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Punk versus Cameron Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> Went straight for the heart there, didn't I? Uh, Punk versus Zap Gibson. Oh my God, the promo. Oh. The never paid off battle to find out who was the real leader of Nexus between Punk and Wade Barrett. Ooh. Don't know if you heard of him. Don't know if you heard of him. It just, it's it's fine, but none of it's as good as it, let's be honest. Yeah. That's like, that's, uh, I, I, like again, I just, I, I spewed so many thoughts on Twitter. I'm apologizing for repeating so many. He rocked upon backstage saying he was going to change the culture, implying that the culture needed changing. That would be the task at hand if he went to NXT or WWE. Mm. There is no culture in need of change in AEW. It is the one that he can fit into and adapt to and enjoy. Just got a message through. Sorry, turns out Sean Rossap's report was fake. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, but let's be honest, anything could happen in the next 48 hours after this sodding podcast gets recorded. But for the time being, if this is still valid he's, on Saturday... He's going to work a hell in a cell on SmackDown this Friday. We're oh. just going to text each other on Saturday morning, fuming that uh, cult of personality hit at the end of SmackDown. Michael Cole, oh my God! And it's like, all right, <laughs> chuck it in the bin, chuck it in the bin. Good work. Another one for the scrap heap. <laughs> more, more doom for the banter boys <laughs> well let us know your thoughts regardless of what's happened in the interim about CM Punk potentially returning to a wrestling ring wherever that may be on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE well actually there you can follow both of us you can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at WhatCultureWWE and subscribe to what Culture Wrestling for more as this story develops and for daily wrestling podcasts. And of course, you can keep up to date with this as well by checking out whatculture.com by some of our brilliant writers who uh, cover this. And we'll probably be writing a few top 10 lists, as Hamlet alluded to, as well. But for now, this has been Get the Table. It is a phenomenal time to be a wrestling fan. Never forget that. It's been a, been a rough 18 months, but you know what? Hey, hey, we all right. Uh, my thanks to Michael Abner. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.